Hello everyone and welcome back to the Dream On Podcast. I'm your host Jennifer and today's episode is one that I have been waiting a long time to record. I'm extremely excited about doing it and this is going to be a little casual discussion episode. Initially when I was planning the episode it was something more formal and more structured but I realized in the planning phase while I was writing out my notes and everything that I'm actually really not qualified to create like a formal episode on this topic. Uh, So I think that it is probably a better idea for all of us if I just stick to a more casual discussion um, of these issues, which today I'm going to be talking about cults and manipulation and how those things relate to dreams, especially lucid dreaming. Um, And this episode is inspired because I listened to a podcast episode from the podcast Let's Talk About Sects, as in S-E-C-T. (laughs) And on this podcast, they had a specific episode where they talked about a cult that placed a lot of emphasis on lucid dreaming and like finding yourself in your lucid dreams and everything. And it was an extremely interesting episode. And um, it, it obviously it goes into like the stuff that I talk about because I talk about lucid dreaming. And so I think that I just have a unique perspective on that sort of thing. And I'm not saying that it is like a purely unique perspective, because obviously everyone else who's ever had a lucid dream, they also share in this perspective. But from just the perspective of someone who knows a lot about lucid dreaming and has been doing it for a very long time and is not in a cult, thank God, um, I think that there are just some interesting uh, takes that I might have on it. And so I want to kind of do this long-form discussion where I just talk about some of my thoughts about it and talk about how it works. Um, And I will be linking that episode in the description of this episode in case you want to go listen to it. It is very interesting, but the cult also had some other things going on that are not, like, chill, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's there were some disturbing things that they were doing, so if that's going to bother you, don't listen to that. Um, Just warning you guys. But if that sort of thing doesn't really bother you and you're interested in learning more about cults and everything, then that episode is good. And also the whole podcast is very, very good. So um, do check that stuff out. But moving on into our show today. So I'm talking about a specific episode. um, Or no, I'm not. I'm referencing a specific episode of this other podcast. But I'm not actually going to be focusing in on this particular cult um, because... I am really not qualified to do that. I don't have any sort of, like, special things about me that make me qualified to discuss cults in detail or anything like that. Um, Instead, I will be focusing specifically on one aspect of this cult, which is also found in other cults, which is the fact that in this particular cult, they encouraged their members to learn to lucid dream and then have lucid dreams where they would try to have spiritual experiences where they would try to meet like um past like spiritual teachers of the world so like they would have their members try to meet like jesus and buddha and stuff in their dreams and like have discussions with them um so they could have like spiritual breakthroughs and try to reach what this cult called enlightenment and this is something that's not only found in this cult this is something that's obviously found in other cults across the world this is not like a unique um aspect but it was one that really grabbed my attention just because this this cult was pretty big and it was a pretty widespread widespread thing and in the episode of this other podcast they were inter uh, she was interviewing a woman who is a part of this cult 
And she was talking about like her experiences with the lucid dreams and her struggles with them and how it was hard for her to have lucid dreams. And then when she did have them, they were not pleasant experiences. And it was because in her waking life, she was being manipulated and abused by these people. And she was in a horrible situation. She was in a cult. And um, what I want to talk about today, as I said, is my specific take on the lucid dreaming aspects of this not on other aspects of the situation, just to clarify once again. Um, but the thing is, right, what you experience in your waking life does impact your dreams. And that is true whether or not you are lucid dreaming. And in this particular case, I, I think that the control level that this group was exerting over its people was increased like so exponentially because they were even manipulating people when they were sleeping and they were having lucid dreams. And the thing is, right, like for me, lucid dreams are a place for exercising creativity. It's a place where I feel safe because I know that no one around me is going to hurt me. And it's very much like a place of freedom. And when you're in a situation like this, or even if you're in a different kind of situation um, where your waking life like you're being oppressed by someone or something like that like that can definitely translate so like if you were in a home maybe that was unsafe like that would probably translate as well and so it's just these external factors can really bleed into the dreams but that's all the more true when you are in a situation like this that's so overbearing that the people who were the leaders of this cult were telling them how to lucid dream and they were telling them what they should be lucid dreaming about and they were being very specific. They were saying, you know, you should be having these visions. You should be meditating while you're asleep and trying to achieve this sense of enlightenment. And it was like, it was very overbearing and just extremely invasive. And I really like it for me, because I just love like psychology and everything. I really enjoy learning about cults and I enjoy learning about religion and all these different ways that people believe things and also the ways that people can be forced to believe things, unfortunately. And I think that adding lucid dreaming into this just adds a whole other aspect to all of this and to all of the manipulation and everything. Because like once you are manipulating someone to such an extent that you're even manipulating them when they're not with you and they're not even with any other person. They're just sleeping by themselves. Like, that's insane. That is a truly insane level of control. And I was also doing research for this episode looking at different religions and their beliefs about lucid dreaming and what it is. And obviously in, well, maybe not obviously if you if you haven't studied a lot of religion stuff, um, but in Hinduism and in Buddhism, they do teach the whole, like, oh, you should meditate while you're asleep. And it's part of the, like, achieving enlightenment of, like, finding peace within yourself, of doing it in a dream. Um, but outside of that, there wasn't, like, a ton of emphasis on lucid dreaming specifically. Obviously, there are other religions where dreams play a role in maybe, like, talking to God or receiving messages or something like that. But in terms of specifically lucid dreaming, there isn't a whole lot of emphasis in other religions um, that I was able to discover. And this stands out, again, because dreams can be manipulated. So if you're placing all this emphasis on, like, lucid dreams and, and like, your dreams and everything, and then 
in the exterior world, you're suggesting to people what they should be dreaming about and what they should be doing in in their dreams. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy because since dreams are so suggestible, as long as you're listening to them and as long as you're, even if you're not even believing what they're saying, as long as you hear what they're saying and you're really like taking it in, then it can totally happen. Like you could go to sleep tonight and have a dream that like you meet Jesus. And it's just because I was talking about it in this episode, right? Like it's just the association and it's so direct that this creates a whole new level of like control for these people who are in this cult. And this was also really striking for yet another reason for me, because I hear about this kind of stuff all the time, just in mainstream like lucid dreaming communities where people are like, yeah, like I had this really spiritual experience and, and it was just amazing. And like, I learned so much about myself and all this thing, all these things. And it's like, that's great. There's not an inherent issue with that. But when you start to overemphasize things like that, people can start to spiral because they lose touch with reality. Like when you wake up and you're walking around, that's real life. And like, end of story, that's real life. When you're asleep, you're sleeping. Like, (laughs) and that doesn't mean that there's not some truth to your dreams or that you can not learn things from your dreams because of course you can. Like you can always learn new things about yourself and, and all that kind of stuff and about the world and everything. But you have to draw the line somewhere. You have to be like, okay, like, this is what's real. This is what I need to focus on. And this is something that I think we're really losing in the age of the internet and online. Like, things online are actually not real. (laughs) They're not. Like, if the internet grid just, like, completely collapsed and went down, then it would be gone. It's not real. It's not physical. It's not something you can hold. And, of course, that doesn't mean that, like, it can't have impacts and it doesn't mean that it doesn't have an effect on people and all this stuff. I just mean that it's not, it's not tangible. And people forget sometimes that like other people online, first of all, they lie. Second of all, they're actually insane. Like (laughs) some people are truly just actually insane. And also like other people's decisions and their beliefs, you don't have to share them. Even if like, even if you think you do or like you're being pressured, like you don't have to agree with someone, you don't have to share those opinions with them. And the internet is so like, it's it's just so weird because we are constantly exposed to so many different ideas that we never would have been exposed to in our own like lives where we physically are in the world. And that's not a bad thing either because it's good to like expand your mind and to be thinking about new ideas and really considering things deeply and not just blindly accepting things, which is what really gets you into trouble when you blindly accept like other people's opinions and beliefs and stuff, especially about you. But the issue is when all this stuff is getting shoved down your throat, and this is particularly pertinent in the lucid dreaming community, like all of this, like it's just junk. Like a lot of it is just junk and garbage. And it's just like, like all this like si- like specific symbolism and stuff and like oh yeah like if you lucid dream you can achieve like xyz and you will have these experiences like no you won't <laughs> like nothing is concrete because dreams are so suggestible that you can change anything in them and when you're lucid dreaming you can change anything about the dream anything you want like all of it is malleable it's like clay in your hand you can do whatever you want with it and it will move And that doesn't mean that you can't fail, but it means that it's possible. So when you take something like that, that is so easy to mold, so easy to change, 
And yet it can have such a profound effect on someone emotionally because emotions are so much stronger in dreams. And then you manipulate that. Like that is actually an insane level of control. And that is why this little episode like stood out to me so much because I understand from experience how powerful dreams can be. And I understand the relevance of what these people were doing in this cult to their followers. And I understand the level of emotional control and and manipulation and abuse they were exerting over these people. Because I am not in a cult, as I have said, nor have I ever been. And yet I've had dreams that like scared me or whatever, like stuck with me. And like, I've had dreams that were really inspiring. And yeah, like, quote, enlightening. Like, I've had dreams like that. And so I understand where people are coming from when they talk about these things. And now I'm not talking about the cult. Now I'm talking again about, like, this, the general lucid dreaming community. And it's totally okay for other people to be like, I love lucid dreaming. Like, I learned so much about myself. I had these wonderful experiences, and I feel like I understand life better now, and I feel like I understand the world more now. And that is wonderful, and I do not begrudge you for that and I think that that is probably true for you but I think that there's a danger when we pitch lucid dreaming as this spiritual experience that everyone should have and that you should like trust your dreams and look for signs and stuff in them when if you're in a bad situation in life you might have exclusively nightmares for five years and it's like if I'm telling someone yeah your dreams matter and what you see in your dreams is like prophetic or like symbolism or whatever and then they go to bed every night and they have dreams about like demons chasing them what are they supposed to take from that (laughs) like where are they supposed to go with that they're just like oh like this means everyone hates me this means blah 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 and it's just like that's such a dangerous sentiment to have the sentiment that we should be having is dreams are helpful they are fun they are inspiring there are wonderful things we can take from them and also There's a lot of random junk that gets thrown into our dreams caused by stress and things that we've seen and heard in our lives that we didn't want to see or hear. And they're just like, it's everything. Dreams are every single thing in our lives. And they are all just like mashed up into this clay. And then we we go to bed every night and it gets molded into something new and you don't know what it's going to be. You can't tell. Like last night I had a dream. And I didn't write it down because genuinely it's so difficult to remember the plot. Like, I could not tell you what it was. But in my dream, I was just like hysterically amused by everything. And I was so confused by it. I was just so weirded out. Like every time someone would say something, I would have like a joke about it. And then I would laugh like hysterically. And then someone else would like make a random joke that wasn't even that funny. And I would just laugh and laugh and laugh. And I felt just like so high and like so like ha 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 like just like giggly. And in the dream, I was like, what the heck is happening? Like, why do I feel like this? And I was so weirded out. Like in the dream, I was I was literally just like, I don't I don't understand why this is happening. Like I feel a little funky. And I was just I was at um, some random school in the dream. So I was like, whatever, like I'll figure it out when I get home. Um, and then I woke up and I was like, oh, like it's because it was a dream. That's why I felt like that because all emotions are heightened in dreams and I was about to wake up. And so everything was just like at level 10. Um, So everything was just like wild and insane and so like heightened. And so the whole time in the dream, I was like skipping around and like laughing so obnoxiously. And 
I, it was so weird and it was because it was just a dream. That's why. That's the reason. And you can't place so much emphasis on everything. And it's okay, actually, to disagree with people. It's not okay to bully people, but it's okay to disagree with people and it's okay to ignore people. So if I was talking about that dream with someone and they were like, oh, like, that means you're headed for, like, a really good period in life. Like, that means that, you know, blah, 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 then I don't have to be like, you're right. Like, I can just be like, oh, that's a cool idea. You know, like, you don't have to be, like, so into everything. And it's also crazy because so many other people um, who listen to this podcast specifically, like, I've gotten numerous messages from people who are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for not going into, like, the spiritual aspects of lucid dreaming. Because, when you look into lucid dreaming, that's all the stuff you're going to find. The overlap is so enormous for the like spiritual alt community with lucid dreaming. And that's because lucid dreaming is really cool and it's really emotional and it really does boost your creativity and all this stuff. And all that stuff is true, but it's when you start to go outside of that and you start to make these new connections of things that are not necessarily there that you get into a realm where you can start to actually do damage to people. Like if someone is unstable and you tell them all that stuff, you can literally cause like a spiral. And that is honestly so true. Like I have this friend who I got um, back in touch with recently and she was telling me about how for like a few months she was just spiraling on her phone, like getting into like conspiracy theories and like all this actually insane stuff and she her anxiety level was so high like she could not leave her house like it was absolutely it was it was absolutely insane and just like obscene and she was like dude like i had to stop going online like she's she's off the internet <laughs> she she deleted like social media she can't handle it because she sees too many things that are just like her anxiety is too high her anxiety level is too high to see that stuff and obviously this is not the same thing this is not the same as conspiracy theories but when you get into the more extreme versions of this like the more extreme versions of dream interpretation um it really does go into that realm because then people start changing how they live their lives based on what they dream about at night and the reason that that doesn't work is because your dreams are impacted by how you live your life so it's a circle you choose how to live during the day based on what you dream about at night, and then what you dream about at night is directly impacted by what you're doing during the day and how you're living your life. So everything just impacts itself and it's going in this little circle, and that's not good. <laughs> it's okay to live a normal life and also enjoy lucid dreaming as like a hobby or a random activity that you do, and it's okay to not let it totally consume you. Um, and I think that that just, like, brings us back to kind of the manipulation issue of, like, if you suggest someone to something or if you even just talk about it, that can cause them to have a dream about that thing. And circling back again to this cult that was specifically telling people what they should dream about, how they should conduct themselves in a lucid dream, and all these different things and telling them that there's a right and a wrong way to do these things, like... That's really, really, really invasive and really, really dangerous for people. And I just want to say that it's okay 
to reject things like that and it's okay to reject the stuff that you don't think is correct like like if you think dream interpretation is cool then that's fine but you also don't have to think that and you don't have to get so deep into it that it becomes a danger to you and your mental health and your sense of reality because that's actually a real threat like I don't think I, I genuinely don't think that people understand how many people live their lives in this sort of state of just being like manipulated but also like even in like a real cult like a real situation like this or even like a real abusive relationship like these things are all kind of in the same area and again I'm not talking about like the light like dream interpretation I'm talking about like the insane stuff the stuff that takes it way 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 too far um and all these things that are just like way too extreme and really just invasive and oppressive towards people and like there is a real like cult like a commune like five minutes from my house because I live in California and I have a huge listener base in California as well and for you guys specifically like I don't know if you guys know this but California is the cult hotspot in the United States and everyone's like oh Utah like the Mormons no dude it's California like we have so many freaking cults here it's actually insane and I'm talking about real scary cults and there are a lot in like the redwoods in northern california there are a lot in like the la area um they're just all over the state and it's because in california we don't have a strong religious presence we are a very like open like spiritually like open um group of people in general just as a culture like for the state and so because people are so unwilling to reject um, other people's philosophies and because we are so like open and accepting and we want to be kind to everyone this actually unfortunately opens people up to being susceptible to groups like this that are really just evil <laughs> like truly just evil and they just want to take people's money um, like there's like I said there's one five minutes from my house and I have said for years, like jokingly, like, oh, yeah, that's a cult because every single Sunday they open up their doors to this huge like estate and you can see slightly over a hill, but they have like olive trees planted along the edge. So you can only like see in a little bit and you can see when the people go in on Sundays and then they leave right after after whatever their service is because um, it's not church. It's just it's something else. Um, and they go in there and they do their little thing for a few hours and then they leave. And I've always joked like, oh yeah, that's a cult because when you, when I look on the Google reviews and everything, that's all very nonspecific and it's, it, they use a lot of the like open language that I've come to learn is associated with cults of they're very not, they're not very specific. They're very like open about everything. And then maybe after you join, things get more specific and more, um, directed but when you first join you know everyone's very kind and open and they're all like we're so glad you're here and they they bring you in with this false sense of like love and like oh yeah like we just want to bring peace or whatever their specific brand is like oh we all want this and um but like all the google reviews for this location are all like that they're all like i love this place like i found my version of God here or whatever and I'm like ooh, <laughs> and I just recently like last week 
was trying to find information on them again because I got curious because we drove by and I actually managed to find for the first time like a little blog. It was like a super old blog and they were talking about the history of this specific property and I guess it's one of five in the United States of these different communes and um, the cult was originally started in the 70s. They built the one by me like uh, I think like 20 years ago. Um, so it's been there for a while. They don't have that many members at this location. I think they said they have like um, 200 every Sunday who show up and they were like oh, like, please, um, please call ahead before you come to the service so we know how to greet you. And I'm like, yeah, you want to freaking greet me? They're going to send out their little team of people who are trained to, like, bring you in. And people are like, oh, my gosh, like, Jennifer, you're so paranoid. Like, people aren't actually in cults. Like, dude, yes, they are. <laughs> like, you don't understand. There's literally a kid in my sociology class who was in a cult. <laughs> like... People are just born in there and they get out of there and they go back in and it's just it's a very like quiet part of society that I think it's very interesting that people don't discuss more just because it's so widespread, especially in my state. So if that doesn't scare you, then <laughs> then you should learn more about it because it's really interesting from a psychological perspective. Um, but it just shows you that anyone can be manipulated and that's why we have to be on guard for stuff like this and I'm so serious about that because there are people out there who truly will just take advantage of you and they will lie to you just to your face just lie to you and that's something that people don't like to believe because in general we all are not like that and we want to believe that other people are good and they're not <laughs> and it's important to be on guard especially online um, about things like this where people will spread specifically like they will purposefully spread disinformation and they will purposefully lie and it's because they want your money or something else from you and and it's really scary um, and obviously sometimes they pitch it as them not wanting anything at all they're like no like I'm giving this for free you know like I'm talking about my experiences with lucid dreaming and like my journey and all this stuff and it's like they sometimes will lie and sometimes maybe they're not lying maybe they believe every word but if it's not like if it's something that's taking over your life or it's something that is like impacting how you're living day to day or any of these things where it's just like something about it is too extreme then it's okay to pull back <laughs> and it's okay to think critically and not agree with people and you don't have to harass them about it. Um, you can just close the tab. <laughs> and that is something that I have done many times. Um, I have gotten a couple of pretty unhinged messages from people um, just over the couple of years that I've been doing the podcast. And it's okay to ignore them. Like sometimes you have to actually ignore stuff from people. And I'm saying that, like, some people are, are actually insane, and they've sent me messages that are like, oh, what do you think about this concept? And I'm like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> I don't think anything about that concept, man. Like, I do lucid dreaming. I don't do, like, psychedelics. <laughs> and it's just, there's a lot of stuff out there that's just truly crazy, and that just comes from human interaction and all of us living together in a society. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't want to leave society, but... It is just one of the 
things that we face because of that fact. So that's just kind of where we're at. Um, I encourage all of you to form your own opinions about everything. And if you disagree with me, that's great. That's totally fine. As long as you are making that decision for yourself, then that's good. And I'm happy with that as well. Uh, and I think that that brings us to a close of the episode. Um, the podcast that I mentioned before, Let's Talk About Sex, is a very good show, and I listen to it all the time. And um, that one covers a lot of different like kinds of cults and everything. So if you're more interested in listening to more like cult stories um, or just the specific one that I was referencing for this episode, then I will link that episode and then you can check out the show. Um, I also listen to the now canceled podcast Cults by Parcast, who was bought out by Spotify and then Spotify canceled the show. So I'm still mad about it. That was last year that they did that. And now I'm listening to the backlog of episodes from like four years ago because I just, I couldn't let it go. I was like, what the heck, man? Like, um, so, cause I just, I like learning about it. It's like, it's kind of my hobby right now. Um, outside of this, obviously, because this is something that I do for fun as well. Um, and then, so yeah, those two are good. Um, and then outside of those things, um, thank you to everyone who is filling out the listener survey. I will link that again in this episode. This will be the final time that I'm linking it for you to fill out, please freaking do it. Like, no one has done it. Under 20 people have done it. And I have a lot more listeners than 20 people. So guys, I know that you're not freaking filling it out. Please go do it. Um, it's just about, like, what other content you want me to produce. I don't understand. It's not hard. It'll take you, like, three minutes. Just click on it instead of scrolling on your phone for, like, two seconds. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's good. And um, people really like the dream story time episodes, which is good. Um, and I will definitely try to do more of those because now I know that people really enjoy them, um, which is still very weird for me because if you recall at the beginning of the podcast, I had like almost no interest in sharing those because it gets kind of weird sometimes because like <laughs> some of my dreams are just weird. <laughs> like, like everybody else's, they're just weird. Um, and I got some good, like, um, other little questions and suggestions and stuff from everyone who did fill that out. So thank you so much to those people. I really appreciate it. Um, I do read over everything. So before I continue talking for too long, um, I want to thank you all for listening. And I ask that you all please think critically and make your own decisions about your life and what you want and what you believe and you will be grateful later on for doing that. Um, thank you all so much and dream on. <laughs>